I'm a dude. He's a dude. We're three dudes. Saying stuff. And welcome to the next Dude Saying Stuff podcast. Uh, week one is in the books. There's been some winners, some losers, <laughs> and then there's just Jordan. Um, <laughs> but don't worry, your your week your your season does not end after week one, and that's why we're going to be previewing week two today. <coughs> but before we have a listener question, so let's hear it, and it's from someone that's not even in the league. And here we go. Saying stuff. This is Bradley Burtonair, early subscriber. Love what you guys are doing. I'm from Mandeville. I've been playing fantasy football for 22 years. Uh, also own and use a Titan Hawk 3000. Highly recommend. Great stuff so far, guys. Great stuff. Uh, I do have a couple of questions for you. Uh, me being an outsider to your league, uh, I'm wondering, first question, when did you guys start playing fantasy football? And follow-up question, what do you love most about fantasy football? What keeps you coming back? Thanks, dudes. So there was Brad. Brad, thanks for your call. Um, so yeah, he wants to know how long have we, how long have we been playing in fantasy, and what keeps us coming, coming back? <laughs> yeah, keeps us coming back. Huh? <laughs> Hey, what what gets me to come is not any of your business. So, <laughs> all right, we need to move on. I'll go first. So, Brad, um, thanks for listening. Thank you for calling in. We love our listener questions. We love our loyal listeners, and we most of all we love to hear from another satisfied Titan Hawk user. I too have been using it for a while, and man, uh, does my wife love it. I will so, say I will say one thing though. One side effect is uh, not being able to understand reading or English, the English language, because it's Titan Hog 3000, uh, not Titan Hawk. So, yeah, he's used it one too many times. Yes, yeah, and that's, really and that's only due to so much blood flow going below the belt rather than the brain. It's science. Yeah. So <laughs> go ahead. Continue, Jordan. My bad. Um, so the first part of your question, uh, so I've been playing fantasy probably since – uh, 2005 I've been playing with with the OGs of this league so Mike and I and I think a few others Kurt Jason and maybe Chris have been playing together since 2007 uh, when we were all freshmen at LSU um, and this particular league uh, that we're doing the podcast for has been together five or six years Mike can correct me if I'm wrong um, but I think ever since the infamous trade gate we won't go there right now but ever since trade gate this league has been together and I've uh, been rolling ever since and um, the second part of your question, what I love most, uh, is beating Mike. I mean, that's my favorite thing to do is beat Mike either in the bedroom or in fantasy. Um, he, uh, It's just something that I look forward to twice a year. <laughs> just twice. Um, so so I'll go next. So, I, I, yes, I've been playing since 07 with these guys. But yes, we're not bringing up trade, trade gate, not the proudest moments. Um, but, no, you know what? That That's in the past. We're in a lot better space now. Um, I will say that what he enjoys does not very happen very often to him. He doesn't beat me very often. So, <laughs> um, you know, but I can't tell you what happens in the bedroom. That's different. Um, I kind of referred to that earlier in the podcast. Um, but so I will say that what keeps me coming back is basically just these, the 
just hanging out with these guys. I mean, it's one of the, the best connections we could have and kind of takes over our lives for multiple months in a year and things to talk about. And, and it just, it's, it's just the connection with the, the rest of the bros here. Yeah. The camaraderie. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, second, some of those sentiments that Mike said about coming back and playing with the guys. Um, but to go back to the initial question, when did I start? Um, I believe it was sometime into high school, which would have been um, mid 2000, like 2005 ish, 2006 ish. Um, but yeah, joined this league five years ago now. I uh, didn't go to the same high school as a lot of the guys in the league, but met them at LSU. And uh, this has definitely been part of the bond that kept, keeps us together and keeps us communicating. Because, you know, guys in general, uh, we don't communicate much as it is. Uh, but the fantasy is the great um, unifier and brings us all together to mess with each other and joke about uh, how good or bad, usually how bad someone's team is. Uh, on a week-to-week basis and have some friendly bets that go along with it. Uh, it's, it's a lot of fun. And then in recent years, we started doing uh, these recaps together, Jordan, Mike, and I. Uh, this is the first time doing it on the podcast, and I think it just adds another factor that I look forward to every week. Um, and now it's going to be every season going forward, I believe, uh, to get on here and just – shoot the shit and have a little fun. Yeah. And uh, I'll just bring that up again, since you brought, brought up the, the podcast now is that, you know, again, this thing was left for dead probably what after the second year. And then it was me, <laughs> it was me having it rise like the Phoenix. To your own horn there, Mike. I, damn right I am. Beep, beep. You've I'm, been a good commission. I'm glad, commish. I'm glad I bu- built this shit from the ground. All right. Give me some Oh, props. hell, Mikey B. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, that's all I want. Just recognition. <laughs> all right. So next is a new segment or somewhat new new segment. So, Jordan, kick off. Tell, tell us what happened this past week in college football. All right. Quick college football recap for all the bros who love college football, love to bet on college football. Um, this will only happen when LSU wins. When LSU loses, there, will be, there is no college football for that weekend. It never existed. Um, so LSU started out the season 1-0. Uh, we beat Southern 65-17. We played Mississippi State this week. I will be there. I'll be meeting up with some of the dudes, Dom and C. Murda. Shout out. Um, a few other quick highlights from the week. Bama barely escaped Texas. Uh, they won 20-19 on the road. Uh, Texas wins that game if Quinn Ewers doesn't get hurt. App State beat a and Ha, 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 ha. Aggies suck. Marshall beat Notre Dame. Ha, 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 Notre Dame sucks. And last but not least, Georgia Southern beat Nebraska, which led to our favorite coach ever, Scott Frost, being fired. Uh, Nebraska could have waited another two weeks for a $7.5 million savings on the buyout. They said, no, fuck you, get the hell out of the building, and Scott Frost was gone. Real quick fun fact on that on those three games I just highlighted. I read that if you did a $100 parlay taking those three Sunbelt teams' money line that weekend, you would have cashed out $100,000. Unfortunately, I didn't do that. I don't think anyone else in the in the uh, fantasy league did that either. So here we are doing a podcast on a Wednesday afternoon. You're and that's my college football recap. You're saying if you want a hundred grand, you completely stop doing this podcast. You know, life continues on after a hundred grand, right? Yeah, you're right. I wouldn't stop. But 
I would be counting my money right now, probably, had I won the hundred grand. How long does it take you to count? Jesus. I know. You don't dude. want to know. You don't There's want just, to know. Yeah, are you just going to get them in dollar bills? Pennies? That damn, <laughs> that damn Titan hog probably yeah. slows him down. <laughs> Side effect of the Titan hog. Oh, man. He's buying more shares into Titan hog. <laughs> it's going to be huge. <laughs> All right. So let's move on. So what our next is, is we're going to have um, – we're going to actually go to a new segment as well before we get to the recap of week one. Let's, we're going to do what we call every week Mike's manliest performance, Dom's doofus decision, and of course, Jordan's jerk off worthy player of the week. So <laughs> I'm going to go first. My manliest performance, you know, it's easy to go, you know, chalk with like, you know, Mahomes with five touchdowns, but he's the half billion dollar man, so he's expected to do that. It's easy to go JT. He was, you know, the number one draft pick, but I'm not doing that. I'm going to do someone who, who I don't believe got has gotten his second contract yet. He was almost left for dead, but he did end up being the top running back of the week, and that's Saquon Barkley. Mm-hmm. Uh, the man put the team on his shoulders. Uh, they do not win that game without Sa- Saquon at all. Nearly 200 yards from scrimmage. Um, the dude may be back. And if he is, uh, I believe it's Zach, uh, could have a league winner on his hands. A minus team. <laughs> All right. Dom, you want to go next? Yeah. So Dom's doofus decision, I think it's going to usually going to be based around, uh, someone that someone should have started, but for some reason didn't. And they probably scored a lot of points on their bench, but for the most part, um, there wasn't a lot of that happening being week one. Most people just went with their, their draft as is, and the studs played, and there wasn't a, a bunch of decisions to be made. Um, so f- my doofus for the week is just going to be Jordan's entire starting lineup, um, <laughs> except for his flexes who <laughs> scored double digits. Everyone else is in single digits for the oh, first unbelievable. week. Unbelievable. In a 10-team league, that's just uncalled for. And I do acknowledge that I had the same situation on my side, but – one of my two people that didn't have single digits was Josh Allen, who nearly had 40, which helped me bring me to victory. But outside of Jordan's uh, flexes and Gabe Davis and Cordero Patterson, single digits across the board, and the biggest stupid of them all, Aaron Rodgers, with 3.7 points. Oh, terrible. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so I'm up next. Uh, who was I jerking it to this weekend? You know, I, I it was a tough one here. Um, I was kind of split between uh, my pick and Justin Jefferson. Um, but the guy I was jerking it to this weekend was our boy. Everyone who's an LSU fan knows him and loves him. The only kicker drafted in last year's draft, Cade York. Uh, <laughs> Cade went four for four field goals and two for two extra points, including – I hear y'all laughing at my pick, including a 50-yard, 58-yard game winner over a Saints division rival, the shitty Carolina Panthers with shitty Baker Mayfield, um, in a week where we really saw kickers struggle. Uh, I mean, Joey B had two chances to win his game, and the, and the kicker and, these, and I guess the long snapper there both just laid an egg. Um, but that's who I was cranking it to this weekend. Cade York, congratulations. Uh, your dildo's coming in the mail. <laughs> Well, I, I can tell you, no, no, no laughing from this end. He, he, he great performance, amazing mm-hmm. performance. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so let's move on to the recaps. 
Uh, I think is it Jordan or Dom started off. I'm. I think I'm going first here. Uh, okay. So I'm going to be recapping Jo versus Mikey B, the battle of the terrible beards. Um, Jo <laughs> went Ao all over Mike's team this uh, last week. Ao. Uh, Mike just couldn't overcome. Patty Mahomes is five touchdowns. Fuck him. Never once threw five touchdowns for me last season, but threw five touchdowns in his first game this year for Jo. Complete bullshit. Uh, his brother must have been banned from the stadium, like we suggested last year for him to do. Um, anyway, Mike, it was a tough first week loss, but like you said earlier, it is a long, long season. Congratulations, J.O., for your win. Uh, fuck you, Patty Mahomes. All right. All right, I'll go ahead and take the next matchup between uh, Don't Worry Murray, Ollie's team, and Evan's team of the Trump boys, the former champ. And the former champ goes down – um, in a close match, high score match, both teams uh, top five and points four uh, in the league during week one. However, uh, Evan was let down by his starting running backs or, or I guess the lack thereof in their performance for the first week. And that wound up being a difference. Um, about a 15 point uh, spread in the final numbers when uh, Derrick Henry puts up eight and Dave Montgomery puts six and a half, and that wound up being a difference versus Ollie's uh, Christian McCaffrey with 14 and Leonard Fournette with 16. And that was about the difference. They were pretty evenly matched uh, the rest of the way down. Their teams overall met or exceeded uh, their projections on the week in general. Uh, And on Evans' bench, uh, which no one can blame at all, he had Michael Thomas on there. People weren't sure about his health and what his involvement was going to be first game back after not playing in over 600 days. Um, but he puts up a 20 bag um, this week. He'll probably be in the lineup this coming week if I had a bet. And James Robinson, everyone talked about his uh, teammate, Travis Etienne, and I had him on my team and started him. While he was involved, James Robinson looked really good and put up 19.4 in our league. Um, and no one can blame him for sitting those guys. And I think both of these guys are going to look well going forward. <laughs> but Ali gets the W, and uh, I think he's hoping to get a little more out of CMC, uh, given his draft capital, and hoping he returns that value for him uh, in weeks to come. All right. So I will do uh, the duel of the dudes, uh, the first, first chapter. Um, so Jordan versus Dom. In a relatively low-scoring affair, um, thankfully, because now, I mean, I'm not last, um, which Dom has <laughs> said it to all three of us. We need to do better. We are doing a podcast, and somehow we were all shitty. Um, Shout out. Despite a win. Despite a win. I don't I don't care. You still only got one-on-one. Um, but Jordan's team just didn't show up. I mean, oh. pitiful 3.7 from Aaron Rodgers. Um his first round pick, less than 10 points, outside of a quick start of 16 points from Gabe, Gabe Davis. And then Patterson somehow always finds a way to put some points on the Saints. Um, his team just shit the bed, just completely. Um, so there's not really much to say. It. One only thing I will give him credit for, or not credit, but a pass, is Keenan Allen was starting the, the game off amazing um, for the Chargers, but then left with a hamstring injury. So um, hopefully he's back soon, not too soon due to 
um, you know, being a Mike Williams owner. But he needs to just get healthy. It's all about health, man. Think about after football, Keenan. Think about after football. So <laughs> take your time. <laughs> all right, next game up uh, is my two lovers. Um, it also happens to be my two favorite team names in the league, the Fuckholes versus the Nashville Dutch Rudders. Um, so Zach, being the owner of the Nashville D-Rudders, uh, came away with the victory this weekend. Nobody, I don't think anybody saw Saquon having the performance he did, putting up 31 points, like Mike alluded to earlier, put the Giants on his back, won that game. Um, it, this was a relatively close game. Only 10 points separated the two. But in the end, uh, Murda's downfall, or the downfall of the fuckholes, was starting Cam Akers, who put up a goose egg zero Zero points. Yeah. I think that was a difference maker. If Chris Myers starts Michael Carter for the Jets, uh, he he wins this game. So that's an unfortunate, unfortunate thing to have happen. Everyone hates seeing a player get zero points. Everyone also hates seeing their quarterback get three points. But what can I say? I digress. Um, So uh, C. Murder gets Dutch Rudder to his first L of the season. Sorry, buddy. See you this weekend. All right, and the last matchup from week one, uh, KB's Bojangles take on Jason's Mars Red Rocks. And this was a barn burner. These two uh, were the top two scorers in the league uh, during week one. Kurt scoring 150.12 and Jason 148.3. And it came down to Monday night. Uh, KB had Javante Williams and the Denver defense versus Jerry Judy in a close matchup here uh, week one to close it out. And the fantasy guys love to do this, pair up the top two scorers and put them in the same week. So one of those fuckers has got to get a loss. Whereas for me, I played Jordan and scored the third lowest and still got a win. So uh, sorry, Jason, on your first week loss, your team showed out. uh, Just uh, couldn't pull it out. (laughs) Kurtz Broncos, uh, fantasy-wise – Javante Williams gets 11 receptions. Are you kidding me? What a way to start. I think, like I said before, Kurt's team looks really good. And like I said, Javante is going to be up there and competing for the top running back this year in fantasy. Uh, The difference here uh, was one of, I guess, Jason's lack of RB depth. Devin Singletary looked good on the field, but it was just between the 20s, and he never got in the end zone, and Buffalo put up 31. So unless that changes, uh, Devin Singletary, so far, I'm not going to completely write him off, but week one didn't do much for you uh, fantasy-wise. But both of these teams, uh, congrats on a good week, uh, way to start off the year, and I think we're going to be uh, – talking about Bojangles in weeks to come. All right. So we will get to our week two previews right after the break. And now a word from our sponsors. Hi, it's Mike from Dude Saying Stuff. Do you grow boring facial hair? Do you want to spice things up? Then I have a product for you. Joe Dirt's miracle Grow for Beards. Joe Dirt's miracle Grow for Beards is a mixture of essential oils that targets the specific parts of your face to prevent any hair from growing to be sure that you have that smooth and sexy Joe Dirt look. The type of look that says, hey, 
How about you stay for a romantic dinner? I just punched a hole in a new box of Franzia. Did I mention it was blush? You can take it from me. One of the dudes and also a proud customer. Side effects include high amounts of legal bills due to having to file restraining orders from attracting so many of the opposite and same sex. And welcome back. I um, hope you enjoyed, uh, enjoyed our sponsor. Um, but before we move on to the previews, there's one thing we forgot to mention. Um, hey, Kurt, I know you got top score, but how, how does your Denver Broncos uh, lose to a Geno Smith-led Seattle Seahawks? <laughs> um, just pitiful. Honestly, you, your water butt's not looking too good from the start. Um, I'm feeling pretty dry, um, and I think it's going to stay that way. Um, That's what she said. I hope not, dude. <laughs> All right. If that's what you want to say, Jordan. But, uh, guys, y- y'all want to bring anything up for that or no? No. Uh, we had a disgruntled caller who wanted a submission of Denver Broncos, so here's the Denver Broncos. Yeah. Three timeouts. Use them. Uh, $250 million quarterback. Use them. Use them. All right, guys. So we're going to move forward to previews. Um, as, as last time, I will cover one team, Dom will cover the other, and Jordan will give his X factor. So to start off, I have J.O. versus Jason. So I'll start off. Um, so J.O. versus Jason. So I, I get the, the luxury of, of <laughs> reviewing the guy who just beat me. Um, so let's start off Patrick Mahomes against the Chargers. This should be a high scoring game. I have to highlight him because he scored 45 points on me last week. And frankly, like it was his saving grace. The rest of his team wasn't, wasn't amazing besides Cooper cup. But I mean, if Patty Mahomes puts up 45 every week, you, you don't need much to come after that. But you know, I got to highlight him. The next one to highlight is James Conner, um, who who still just keeps finding ways into the end zone. He didn't do anything much after that, but he got into the end zone. It's against Vegas. Um, you know, Conner's going to be used. It's obvious. So that's a big one. Um, that is uh, That could turn out pretty well for a running back one if he keeps finding that end zone. Um, CD lamb is a paradox right now across the league of fantasy. Um, <laughs> he, he was drafted to be a wide receiver one, but now that Dak Prescott's gone for at least six to eight weeks, that's what the estimate is, even though they won't put him on IR. What do you do with CD? Do you try to trade him at his lowest? Do you keep putting him out there? I mean, Cooper, I mean, unless they trade for Jimmy G, like I wouldn't feel comfortable putting any, pass catcher for Dallas out there but how do you bench a guy like CD that you drafted that high on um Cooper so Rush he, he's gonna have he's gonna have a tough sledding um because he can't rely on 45 points from Mahomes every week but I don't put it past Mahomes to do it either um Dom what do you got to say Jason's Mars Red Rocks uh had a good first week showing and this week, we'll see what the Tua Tyreek stack will do for the first time on the road. Uh, they're playing at Baltimore, which I think will be 
a little more of a challenge in their first week uh, against New England, which they got to play at home. Um, but looking at his lineup, he's leaning a lot on the high upside of his pass catchers, Justin Jefferson, Tyreek Hill, uh, Juju Smith-Schuster with the Chiefs, and Jerry Judy. Uh, these guys provided for him in week one, and he's going to need to lean on it again, as Mike mentioned, going against any Patty Mahomes and Cooper Cup-led team. Uh, he's going to need those points. And as I briefly mentioned, too, uh, I think he's lacking – RB2, but the Buffalo Bills are playing Tennessee, who did allow Saquon Barkley, who is an animal in himself. I'm not comparing Singletary to him, but Singletary gets that matchup, which Saquon was able to have a big day against. So we'll see if Singletary can find his way into the end zone this week. And A.J. Dillon getting more touches than Aaron Jones in week one will happen again in week two. Uh, Singletary did look good, like I said, uh, but I'm not going to repeat that for the third time. And he's got Mark Andrews uh, <laughs> in his tight end position, uh, who's one of the top tight ends in the league. He didn't do great week one. Uh, however, uh, he gets a good matchup against Miami at home this week, and we'll see how that pans out. Jordan, who's the X Factor? Uh, so my X Factor this week um, in, this, in this matchup between J.O. and Jason is going to be uh, Mike talked about him a lot already. Patrick Mahomes, what's he going to do Thursday night? He's playing the Chargers. Everyone expects it to be an absolute shootout. Um, I think I think Mahomes is going to put up another three or four, maybe even five touchdown performance. Everyone was counting him out without without Tyree Kill, but he showed that he he proved the haters wrong. And uh, put up put up five tutties last last week. Got the Jo the victory. I think Jo for the first time ever is going to start out two and zero in the league and beat Jason. Mm. All right. What I heard out of all of this, Dom says Devin Singletary is as good as Saquon Barkley. You heard it nope. here first. Didn't say it. Didn't say that. <laughs> this Pretty so-called sure expert said Devin Singletary is just as good as Saquon Barkley. That's all I heard. <laughs> Did I, did I call myself an expert, too? I, I missed that part. Yeah, yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah, you did. All right, next we're going to go uh, Chris versus Kurt. So, Chris. Chris, Chris, Chris. He doesn't lose very often. Uh, let's say that. He doesn't lose he very does often. Not. And so, he's coming off a loss to the newbie. Um, I don't know how much Zach played before joining, but I know Chris didn't like that. And, and – one thing he's going to do right off the bat is bench that bum, Cam Akers. Um, and that's exactly what he did. He put in Michael Carter, um, who got more of the touches um, versus Brees Hall, but not as much uh, attention in the passing game. I believe Brees Hall had like 11 targets or something. Um, it was something ridiculous. So, He's got to hope that Cleveland keeps it. Cleveland and New York keeps it close to one another, where they keep running the ball. Otherwise, they might turn to Brees early. Um, but it's very possible we could see Chris looking for a running back real soon because Hamakers is not looking like it's going to pan out. But he has the running back on the other end too, with Nick Chubb, who should run wild on New York. Um, I expect big, big things from him. Um, 
I can't go on without saying Tom Brady's versing facing New Orleans, who the past few times um, New Orleans has made Tom Brady their bitch. Um, <laughs> now Gardner Johnson's no longer there. Uh, let's hope that let's hope we can keep uh, that trend going. Uh, nothing makes me feel better when I see Tom Brady whine and cry when he knows he's getting his ass kicked. Um, I will also bring to light that he's pro uh, without a doubt. Um, Chris has the best, I think duo in wide receivers with mm-hmm. Jamar Chase and Devonte mm-hmm. Adams. Um, mm-hmm. He should get a very safe floor. He easily could get 40 points just between those two, uh, just right off the bat. Very safe floor. So, Chris is not going to be down down and out for long. Let's put it that way. Um, he's got a team, but he faces a pretty tough test. Dom, you want to give more? I do. While uh, he's shining those shiny receivers over there, number three, Adams, and number four, Chase, uh, after week one, um, the powerhouse duo on the other side, Jonathan Taylor and Javante Williams, I would take those two running backs over most in the league. Um, I know I've been sucking off Kurt's team a lot, but he's got those two guys. He's got a difference maker in Lamar Jackson. A.J. Brown looks to be fed a lot in Philadelphia. And Mike Evans always finds the end zone against the Saints. Um, And he's got a couple Washington commanders uh, filling out his flex spot. And they seem to be – uh, putting up more points than expected week one, albeit the Jaguars, but not a much more difficult matchup this week at Detroit. Their defense isn't uh, well known for stopping people at all. So I think the Bojangles are going to be in it to win it this week too. And I said it once and I'll say it again, the Bojangles team is a force to be reckoned with. I know historically that's the fuck holes in this league always finishing towards the top and as mentioned, not losing much and they're coming off the loss. So it'd be tough to beat them two weeks in a row. So I'm looking forward to this matchup. Good recap guys. Um, so man, my X factor for this game, this one was tough for me to pick. I think both teams are very, very good. Uh, but Mike mentioned it earlier, the wide receivers, my X factor is going to be the wide receivers for team fuck holes. Jamar Chase and Devontae Adams had monster weeks last week. I expect them to do that again uh, this weekend. I don't see KB's team score putting up another 150 points, but you never know with those running backs that he has there. But my X factor for this game is going to be both wide receivers for Fuckholes, and I see Fuckholes bringing home the victory. All right. Next we got Evan, Trunk Boys, uh, reigning champ, but coming off a loss versus um, the newbie. Uh, Zach, uh, so I will let's bring let's look at the trunk boys for a second, okay? So Joe Burrow threw four interceptions. All right, that's that's inexcusable, yeah. Joe. We don't talk we don't talk about that. Fix that, that, Joe. But he still finished with tw- uh, twenty points, I believe, just because he, he did have those. He has Jamar Chase, and he finds the end zone. Um, so Joey Joey B needs to do better against Dallas, which he should get plenty of chances. Uh, Dallas's defense is going to be on that, on that field a whole bunch, I'm pretty sure, um, and he, they'll get tired. Joey should bounce back. Derrick Henry had a pretty mundane game, um, and he now he faces Buffalo on Monday night. So 
I it, let's if something happens again with 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 Henry, maybe some worry starts. Um, maybe that he's not clearly back from the injury. Um, so I mean, I saw a, a a video of a linebacker knocking him his ass to the ground. The only way that Derrick Henry knocks others to the ground. So I, I've never seen Derrick Henry go down like that. So I would like to, I, I, I want to see what happens against Buffalo. This is not a tough, tough, um, not an easy matchup for sure, but it is on Monday night and Derrick Henry was drafted high. So he needs big performance from him. I'm going to bring up my boy. I'm still mad that he picked him two spots ahead of me. Michael Pittman Jr., Ags mm. expected he went so good. He went so he did so well against uh, Houston, and you know he's gonna get hyper targeted. He had 80 yards in the first first quarter, uh, I mean first half, like, and then he just finishes that that game with a touchdown. I mean Pittman, he's so good. He, he's a top 10 wide receiver in my opinion, and he gets Jacksonville this week. So expect more of the same. And the last one I'll highlight um, is. Debo Samuel, and that's mainly due to now that Elijah Mitchell got injured, does that mean even more rushing opportunity for Debo, more opportunities, and basically all that was due to is what led him to being the number two wide receiver last year, and now he gets to basically get the same role again. So Debo is set up very nicely for a week for against Seattle who combined besides the two fumbles got run on pretty well, got a lot of passes to the wide, I mean, to the running back um, against them themselves uh, from Denver. Denver just didn't fumble at the goal line, uh, you know, and use their quarterback. Denver could have probably got through it with a W, but that's not what happened. Did it? It didn't. <laughs> nope. Did not happen. Three did times. not happen. They took, they took the school of less miles time management and then decided to go for a 64 yarder, I think. 64 yard field goal. Uh, in, with, with a kicker who has never made it ever in any game. He's tried it like six times, but never made it. Um, so, yeah, they just need to get used to that. And it wasn't in Denver. So you can't even say, like, you're using, you know, the thin air. They were in Seattle. All right. So no excuse, no excuse, but that's, I digress. Go ahead, go ahead and review Zach, uh, Dom. Yeah. I'm not sure where this um, bashing of the Broncos came into this because he has no Broncos on his team that I see. Um, but anyway, we're just, we're just bringing up the Broncos. We're just, just bringing, bringing them up. up. All right. We're just we already bringing... did our, our obligatory bring up. So moving on <laughs> the Nashville. Dutch Rudders, new man Zach, coming off of his league-entering first victory. Congratulations. Uh, that first one's always the sweetest. But Justin Herbert is his quarterback, and he's pretty good. And he's playing against division rival Patty Mahomes of the Kansas City Chiefs uh, tomorrow night on Thursday Night Football. And lots of points expected in that game. I believe 54-and-a-half was the over-under last I saw it. So if he's going to keep up, um, uh, Herbert is going to have a pretty good game as well. Um, but the story for the Dutch Rudders is going to be their running backs. Uh, their top two running backs 
or the way he has him listed on his roster in the running back position, uh, Najee Harris and uh, DeAndre Swift, his first two picks uh, this year are banged up, both dealing with foot injuries. Um, but guess what? He has a guy named Saquon Barkley who is back, baby. Uh, Mike's manliest player of week one uh, gets to match up against the Carolina Panthers who allowed a good bit of yards to Chubb and Hunt and the Browns during week one. So I expect more of the same from Barkley. It's great to have him back uh, and performing well. Uh, but beyond his banged up running backs, he doesn't really have a lot of options after Barkley because uh, he decided to fill his roster with two tight ends, quote unquote, projected top tier tight ends. And Kittle has yet to practice. So he won't be sniffing the lineup or getting traded anywhere anytime soon. And in the meantime, he's just going to have to deal with Darnell Mooney, who played the monsoon in the first week. We'll see what happens this week versus Green Bay. And Allen Robinson, who only had, uh, what, two catches the first week? One catch, I think. One catch for 12 yards. One catch, two targets. Yeah. And wasn't involved much at all in week one in a game where the Rams were trailing most of the time, and he still didn't get targeted much. Um, Matthew Stafford just loves Cooper Cup. Can he start sharing the love with Allen Robinson uh, to be determined? And then he does have the Buffalo defense who they want to finish number three on the week, but they're going to be solid in and out, uh, week in and week out at the defense position uh, playing against Tennessee. I think the Rudders are going to be competing again this week. They're projected heavy favorites, um, but I'm a little nervous. They have high projections on Najee and DeAndre uh, this week. Najee, I think early reports is he could miss or be limited, and Swift missed practice today. It's only Wednesday, so that could change. But I think if his his running backs go down, he's going to have some some trouble filling that spot. He does have the two running backs of Barkley and Harris in his flex. Uh, so he, he does have that flexibility. Uh, pardon the pun. But <laughs> we shall see what shakes out. This is going to be a good matchup. All right. Uh, X factor in this game for me is going to be uh, – actually, I'm going to go with Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Um, he got – last week, he had 21 points for Trunk Boys in the loss – he had two touchdowns last week and only six all last season. So he got a third of his touchdowns in game one of this season. Does this hot streak for Clyde continue? Uh, he, he plays the Chargers. Like we've all been saying, it's going to be a high-scoring affair. I'm sh- sure uh, that Patty Mahomes will be looking at him down in the red zone, especially in the end zone. But that's going to be my uh, – Clyde's going to be my X factor for this game. With that said, I think the Nashville D-Rudders are going to bring home the W – the team that I rated the highest drafted team um, this year with an A minus, by the way, just so you all know, (laughs) uh, is going to bring over the win. Zach's going to start the season out 2-0. All right. All right, next we're going to move to one of the dudes, uh, Jordan, versus his daddy, Ollie. God damn it. Jordan um, will try to use Aaron Rodgers again, who owns (laughs) Chicago (laughs) – Let's remind everybody, he owns Chicago, but will that be the case this time? You would like to think so. I mean, come on. There's no way he, met, he messes this up twice. Um, 
you know, the other people you're going to mention here, you know, you got Eckler, who is in that high score affair. I got to expect uh, points of galore there. So he's going to have to get past to get those receptions. Um, I would like to think that Aaron Rodgers should throw to Aaron Jones more. It might be a good idea, seeing that you, no one else can catch the ball. So that would work out pretty well for you, Jordan, if he actually does it, because you have Thanks. him in your flex. Mm-hmm. Um, Thanks. Sutton. He 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 got looks. He did get looks, but Jerry Judy is the one who got the long <laughs> touchdown. Uh, I do think that was due to a broken tackle, more or less, though. But Sutton did get looks. He will be facing Houston, um, who you know Pittman just went over 100 yards for. So, and I think Russell Wilson is going to be a little pissed off. So is that coaching staff, and they're going to want to throw, throw, and throw and use Russell. And so I expect Corton Sutton to bounce back pretty well. And the last thing I'll, I'll mention is you have him in the lineup. He scored over 100 yards, uh, had over 100 yards. Uh, Jarvis Landry, our homeboy, our hometown hero. Um, you know, I gave shit for drafting him early, but he basically won that New Orleans game for us. So I'm, I'm going to give him props, and I will mention him. He's going to face Tampa Bay. You know, expect expect to throw. Expect to have some points scar- scored in that game. Um, maybe not by maybe not by Tampa Bay though. <laughs> Let's be honest. All right, <laughs> that defense knows how to shut them down. Come on, New Orleans, don't don't ruin this for me. Um, <laughs> but I, I will mention one last thing: Cincinnati defense facing Cooper Rush. <laughs> I think that is a smash spot for t- for defenses. Um, you know, they didn't do well against Mitchell Drabisky, but I can almost argue that Mitchell Drabisky is far more better than Cooper Rush. If not, then Cincinnati defense is a huge problem. All right, <laughs> go ahead. I'll go ahead and start with defense on my side, too. So the Cowboys are playing Cincinnati, and as you mentioned, Joe Burrow had four picks last week. Um, we're all big Joe Burrow fans. We don't think he'll do that again uh, back-to-back weeks, but Pittsburgh Steelers uh, did rough him up a bit. And fantasy-wise, that was a favorable matchup. So we know the Cowboys in general have a good defense, but will their offense do enough to give their defense a breather so that they can compete? Um, The rest of his lineup, he's got Kyler Murray as his quarterback, dual threat, who had a good, we'll say average, uh, first week, finished number eight at the position, uh, playing at Las Vegas Raiders, He's going to be needing some points there uh, to help his team along because Leonard Fournette at his running back position may uh, be limited this week. And Christian McCaffrey, as I mentioned previously, his first overall pick, he's going to need more from him. Hopefully the Panthers will give him more touches and maybe they'll just ease him in being that it was week one. Um, looking at the rest of his lineup, he's got dudes who can score. Travis Kelsey, the tight end to have in any league, number one after week one. Uh, we'll see if Ali can get his second victory of the year. All right. <sighs> and then the X Factor. <laughs> the X Factor in this game for me is my whole fucking team. They're terrible. <laughs> <laughs> They didn't show up last week. My top, like, four picks combined for 20 points, maybe. I don't know. I've got some serious problems here. 
Um, <laughs> I made a few changes on defense and putting Jarvis in the starting role. That wouldn't have, that wouldn't have even saved me last week uh, against Dom. I just – what Aaron, Aaron Rodgers does on Chicago, like Mike said, but the receivers can't catch for shit. Uh, so the X factor for this game is my entire fucking team. I think all he's going to get the W this week. Uh, and I will never get this. I will never get this. Oh, sorry. <laughs> All right. Next, next is <laughs> Dom gets another dude in a in Mike versus Dom. Uh, who's the doodliest dude? Who's the doodliest dude? So, uh, I will have the pleasure of, of reviewing Dom. So, Dom, you you have the QB one, Josh Allen. No, nothing about that. And he gets he gets uh, Tennessee, who just let Daniel Jones beat them. Josh Allen will always be QB one. I think ranked no every week. I really think no one, no one should put him less than one. He's got the rushing capability. He is the man. Um, he really was worth is. he was worth what the third or fourth round pick you made. Um, third, the other, yeah. the, I, I will also say you got the number one waiver pickup. A lot of people have mentioned and Jeff Wilson Jr. Um, I will say that he had this chance last year. He couldn't come through with it, but he was injured last year, so. You know, let's see what happens against Seattle, who again let Javante and Melvin run against them, and just he just they just fumbled at the cold line. Um, we also have uh, I will mention that Lazard you have currently in the lineup. Let's see if he's back from injury. I'm sure uh, Jordan's Aaron Rodgers would love that. And then you have T Higgins, who currently is, I think is going through the concussion protocol. So we'll see if he makes it. For Sunday, but he got knocked out early. He faces Dallas. I already mentioned uh, since he should be on the field a lot with Dallas's offense, not being able to stay on the field and wearing them down and T Higgins should feast if healthy. Um, you also got the white waiver wire, a good waiver wire pickup in uh, Gerald Everett in a high scoring affair. So. All right. Decent on team. the other side of the matchup, I'll review Mike's uh, squad. So, looking at Mike's squad, he's got Zeke, who has a new quarterback in Cooper Rush this week. Henderson, Daryl Henderson, who looked really good in week one. Um, and Mike Williams looks to get more involved with Keenan out in the high-scoring affair versus Kansas City. Uh, Cooks is a volume monster, as was Higby in week one. Um, and he's hoping these guys that I previously mentioned uh, can score enough for him to give him a fighting chance come Monday night when his stars, Jalen Hurts, uh, Dalvin <clears throat> Cook, and Stephon Diggs uh, plan to shine. So I'm thinking going into it, may have a lead going into Monday night, but he's got some heavy hitters that could uh, bring him back from the dead. Uh, let's not forget Tyler Bass. All right, that kicker. Kick his ass, right. Bass. <laughs> All right, guys, uh, my X Factor – for this game, uh, two of my favorite dudes. Uh, we love them. Both the podcast hosts are three dudes. I'm going to go with, for this game, um, it's actually going to be Alvin Kamara for me. Does he start? And Dom right now has him on the bench, which I think is a huge mistake. If he starts, you have to play Alvin Kamara. you got to think he's going he's gonna to get more than six points this week. Uh, we're playing. We're playing the Bucks. The Saints always show out when we play Tom Brady and the Bucks. Uh, we have him at home. So if Kamara starts, uh, if he's healthy enough and he plays, what how, what does he bring to the table for Dom? You know, with that said, man, I think this is a really 
really, really close matchup. <sighs> Got to give it to Dylan Dom this week. Sorry, Mike. Are you shitting me? Yeah, I have a 10-point 10, 10 projected lead. He's this... got Josh Allen. <laughs> All right. That's fine. All right. It's whatever. Prove him wrong, Mike. I, I, I plan to. I plan to. I'm hoping that Jalen Hurts doesn't get vultured by his running backs three times. Um, yeah. Again. That'll change this week. <laughs> unbelievable. But whatever. Uh, thanks. All right. So uh, that goes goes for the preview. So what I will say, let's remind everybody, a water bet was made, and it needs to be paid out. Chris, you need to pay out the sneak attack water belt made with Zach. So go ahead, fulfill that, that debt, and uh, make sure you send it over to the group chat so we can all bask in the glory of you getting uh, sneak attack. Um, so Sneaky nut sneak attack. Yes. Um, so... The weekly life debate, we spun the wheel, um, and the category landed on, I guess maybe Disney heard me talk trash about him, uh, but best Disney character. <laughs> um, so I get first pick, Jordan gets second, and Dom gets third. So my pick, my number one pick for best Disney character is a, is a character who made the movie. He isn't the title character. He isn't even, you know, he isn't amazing. He's, he's amazing. I will say that. Is he blue? He is blue. I think you get where I'm going at. <laughs> Voiced by my probably favorite actor of all time, Robin Williams. It is Aladdin's genie. He mm. made Aladdin. That He is great in it. It's probably one of the best movies he's ever made. In To make an animated movie be that entertaining just because and you're not even being pictured on it oh my god genie is the best plus if you just want to talk about the character itself it's a genie he's all powerful he's funny he's your best friend and you know what better friend can you have than a genie all right you never had a friend like him no that that's toy story dude no you ain't never had a friend never had a friend oh my god you're right i i I, i apologize I apologize. I, I I I brought shame upon me and my family. Um, I will. I That's will on. I will shoot. <laughs> I know. So, my, right. my pick. My pick. Where Mike was going. You got a friend in me. You got a friend in me. Oh yeah, Mike. That's where we're going. My pick for best Disney character is Woody. Woody is my is uh, my favorite Disney character because you look I like think... him. Uh, no, because I got one right now. <laughs> um, my favorite... my, There's that Titan Hogs at work. <laughs> the um, the chemistry between between Tom Hanks, and Tim <laughs> Allen with Woody and Buzz, I think was so good. Uh, Toy Story is one of my top movies of all time. I cannot wait to watch this movie with my son uh, in a few years from now. Um, Toy Story is is so good, and Woody is a big part of what makes Toy Story so special. You know, he he's the hero, he's the bad guy, and then he does everything he can to get back to being the hero again. Um, I mean, how can, how can you not, not love that thing? And uh, <laughs> when at the end of the movie, when they're flying with the rocket and flying with Buzz, oh, I love the whole thing. And so I'm going with Woody. Yeah, you just love everything. Thanks. Um, Great pick. It's a great pick. Uh, great, great pick. Story Tori is 
is my all-time favorite uh, Disney movie. Um, my all-time favorite Disney character is Goofy, but the person I'm picking for this, it seems like a no-brainer. There is no Disney. There's no other. These characters don't exist oh, without no. this don't Disney tell character. Me you're going there. Oh, Mickey no. Mouse. Oh, boo, boo, <laughs> boo. That's the unequivocated, the best. There is, like I said, there is no Disney. There's no other characters, period, in the Disney realm without Mickey Mouse. It all started with the mouse. Oh. I rest my case. <laughs> so, so we awful. have a, we have a vote on a league vote on best oh, character right this week. Oh my goodness, <laughs> awful, just awful. Um, I get if we went multiple rounds, okay. I can see this, but a top three pick, I would not do Mickey. I just wouldn't. He's just not entertaining. I I don't I don't Dude. like watching anything. Most he's recognizable in. cartoon yes, character in the world. Recognizable doesn't mean he's the best. Okay. You know who's also you know who's also recognizable? Very recognizable. Hitler. Wow. <laughs> God damn it, Mike! Did you just call Mickey Mouse? We no. We have to end this now. Mike, you cut, that out. cut that one out, Mike. And then, like, come back to the end and say something that you nope. cut this. No, no, I'm just proving a point. Recognition does not mean you're the best. That's what I'm saying. Oh, my God. Recognition oh. does not mean the best. Oh, my God. Don't All be right, mad Mike. at me because I brought up a good point. All right. Close this out. Close this out. All right. We'll close this out. All right. <laughs> um, so, we had a good episode this week i hope everyone enjoyed it good luck to everybody hope everyone got their waiver claims except jordan which sounds like he did because he doesn't know how to do waiver claims nor knows how to vote for fab um fuck you so yeah if you're not happy with how waivers went and you wanted or you needed a running back i could have went without jeff wilson but i took him because i could because our waiver system the way it is is dumb and to keep it competitive Yes, you sh- everyone should have a set dollar amount where they can bid on waivers, and everyone has a fair chance to get somebody should their team need it any given week. Yeah. So don't, reconsider don't... that for next year, you people who did not vote for the FAB yeah. system. Learn how to be strategic and not just award the weak worst team, okay? You did, we don't award the worst team. I'm the worst team. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> you, award, you awarded the worst draft position, and even then t- the 10th pick is not the worst draft position. <sighs> So, yes, vote for Fab next year. Fab 2023. Okay? (laughs) Um, Thanks, everybody. Thanks for joining. And uh, until next week, later. later. Later.